Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. before I put my box there, because the plumbers will destroy my box. Uh, They'll rip it out. Say that one more time. Destroy my box. Thank you very much. I want to make sure I understood you clearly. They went out for sushi. Oh, good for them. (sighs) Hello, and welcome to the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, the show that finds interesting people that aren't necessarily famous, but should be. I am your host, David Shockley. My special guest today in the hot seat is an electrician currently working amongst other skilled tradespeople. These tradespeople are slowly getting older and older every year. My guest, however, is breaking statistics because they happen to be a young woman. I am happy to introduce to you my dear friend, Morgan Miller. Hi. Morgan, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you very much for coming on the show. My pleasure. And I was afraid that people, you know, they think of electricians and they think, oh, maybe not the most interesting thing to listen to, but I think you're going to change everybody's mind. I hope so. Now, my problem is because I got people that want to come on this show left and right. I got to beat them off with a, with a stick, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got to make sure the people that, are, that want to come on my show know their shit. Because I can't trust everybody. <laughs> you get emails, you can't see what they're talking about. So I got to put your knowledge to... Uh, uh, I have to put your knowledge as an electrician to the test. Oh, prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> I think you're going to do fine. Uh, so this is uh, questions all... I have five questions here. Five questions all about electricity, and I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you to answer them. Okay. Now, the trick of the game is if you can get three or more correct, then you do not have to drink at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. If you get four correct, then I actually have to drink. Four or more. So if you get four correct or five correct, then I actually have to drink as the maker of the quiz. So I'm trying to stump you here. I made questions that uh, that I think will really test your knowledge. And if you can't, there's a little bit of a punishment to it. Okay. Because a lot of not a lot of my guests have ever been in front of a microphone before and ever been uh, recorded for a podcast, uh, we want to start things off with a little bit of liquid courage. Would you be okay with doing that? I would like nothing more. <laughs> so today we're going to be drinking to start things off some uh, New Amsterdam vodka. Are you ready? Yes. Cheers. Oh, shit. Ugh. Ugh. I like that vodka. It is smooth, but it's still vodka. I was going to say, is any vodka really smooth? Ugh, no. Isn't... I, I'm pretty sure... I, I learned this the other day. I'm not sure if this is true, but I heard that gin is actually just gin-flavored vodka. I could not confirm or deny that. If that's true, then I feel like I've been living a lie my entire life. I always thought that gin was made from juniper. Juniper? Mm-hmm. Is that what that... Like a little berry. It's like a, a berry. It's small. I think I think you're right. Because obviously you can't flavor it with an evergreen tree, even mm-hmm. though that's what it tastes like. It does taste just like an evergreen tree. Who decided that that was the appropriate flavor? Um, It only tastes good if you mask it with all other sorts of flavors. Absolutely. And to, with, to that point, it's like, well, why'd you even start this in the first place? I mean, does anybody really think vodka tastes delicious? No, but it, it tastes less bad. I'll agree. Oh, there it is. Beautiful. So are you ready for the Maximum Mediocrity official electricity quiz? Bring it on, baby! (laughs) Question one. How does the Pokemon Pikachu evolve into Raichu? Doesn't need the the stone? The electricity stone that you had to find in the game? Ding, ding, ding! I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. It's actually officially called the Thunderstone. Look, it's been a really long time since I played the Pokemon games. <laughs> <laughs> Has it? 
It has. <laughs> what game? Have you ever finished a Pokemon game? I finished, I think it was Sun. Sun. I don't remember that one. Oh, it's a really new one. I didn't get into Pokemon as a child because my parents would never buy me the games. So I had to wait until I was like a teenager when it had all the new shit. But I was always really into Pokemon. I just never had the games or the consoles to play them on until I was older. Oh, that's interesting. Because I only I only played like the first generations, like red and blue and yellow. But I had them all, but I've never finished a single one. My... So tell me, how many Pikachus do you have? All of them. I actually only had the one Pikachu in Pokemon Yellow. They give it to you at the beginning. I guess because they realized the that the show was so popular. And since Ash had his Pikachu, they wanted to give give kids that ability to like kind of play as him and with his cool little Pikachu that would follow you around. So that Pikachu was just like the one in the show. It would follow you. It would never go into like a Pokeball or anything. So how hard did you cry in the first Pokemon movie when Ash turned to stone and Pikachu tried? A lot. Cried. Oh my God. I st it still gets me. I thought about it and I was sad immediately. Like it, it still, it's a touching scene. Like it fucks me up. I'm an adult. <laughs> Remember, or no, even worse was when the, the two Pikachus are like slapping the shit out of each other. No, that's too much. That. Oh. Or when he lets Butterfree go. Mm. That was oh. also a pretty bad one. Butterfree. <laughs> or the episode where he decides to let Pikachu go, but Pikachu comes running back to his arms. Oh. One million tears. Nine-year-old me is sobbing on the couch as my mother laughs at me. <laughs> That's so cruel. <laughs> All right, question number two. In Pokemon, first generation, there are three legendary birds. Can you name the electric type bird? Zapdos. That is correct. Two for two, Morgan Miller on the board. For bonus points, could you name all three of them? Maltos, and it's like, it's an Arctic one. It's not Arcana. It's like, um... Nope, I don't know the last one. That, that's okay. You were pretty close. Uh, so we have Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres. I was pretty close. But you're not a welder, so I wouldn't expect you to get Moltres. <laughs> Question number three. Shifting gears a little bit. The song Thunder Horse is one of the most popular heavy metal songs by what heavy metal band? Metallica. Ooh, very close. Wrong, but close. <laughs> It's actually uh, one of the most popular songs by Death Clock, the fictional heavy metal band uh, from the show Metalocalypse. Look, I listen to a lot of country music, Dave. <laughs> I was just saying one of the only bands that I knew for sure was a metal band. <laughs> the, uh, this, also, this song, as a little fun fact here, the reason it's so popular is because it was a bonus track on Guitar Hero 2. I never actually played Guitar Hero. Did you? You never played it? Mm -mm. You never played Rock Band? Nope. Wow, you avoided um, I that? Played, I played it at a friend's house at a party one time, and I gotta tell you, comically bad. Everybody's comically bad the first time. Yo, but there's always that one kid at the party that's absolutely bomb at it. Totally. It's almost impressive, but really, very sad. It, right, because it's like, wow, that's so impressive. Like, you put so much time and effort into... It is definitely a skill. Nobody can argue that it is difficult to do and you can get better at it, making it a skill. But at the end of the day, you're like, why, though? You could just, you know, play guitar. Right? You still can't play guitar at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, you're still just a guy that can't play guitar. Um, a slap of the bass. That's what I think of every time I see somebody play that. Because they were just pushing buttons and it just makes clappy noises. Yeah. Oh, and then there was... Literally slapping the bass. When I grew up, when I was growing up, there was always kids that were like kind of trying to like out-cool each other playing it. And so this caused a lot of dumb shit to happen. So there was one kid that I knew that actually played with like a real guitar pick. And he'd flick that, that button. And it would just make extra clicky noises. And The, the slap bar? Yeah. <laughs> And he would actually use a guitar pick, and he'd be like, dude, I can't play without a pick. It's like, you're... I bet... It's not real guitar! I bet he thought that he was the coolest kid. Oh, oh, he thought he was the shit. Did he have a jean jacket? Uh, uh and cargo shorts. I called it. Yep, totally. So, let's see. So, you got two so far. Out of three? Uh, out of three. So, if you get... So, we got two more to go. If you can get at least one more, then you do not have to drink. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Which reminds me, I, I have to get the vodka back in here. <laughs> Question four. How fast can electricity travel? At the speed of sound. Very close. Actually, at the speed of light. Electricity can travel to the speed of light. You said speed of sound! You know, now that you say it out loud, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> can you hear the electricity? <laughs> you actually can. It's called um, harmonics. Harmonics? Uh-huh. Like, if you go into a computer lab, you can hear that humming. Yeah. That's the sound of electricity. Oh, it's like the computer's doing... The computer mm-hmm. kind of has a bit of a hum. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fan, but still. The, you're right. You can. It does... Mm-hmm. Does it drive you nuts when... You, does this happen for you where, like, if something's, like, plugged into, like, a wall outlet mm-hmm. and it's not quite plugged in all the way and it makes that buzz? You know, I don't use things that buzz when they're plugged in. Like... <laughs> David, shut up. I'm sorry, because <laughs> I hear they're great. No, I mean when you plug it in and it... <laughs> if it doesn't plug in all the way and I don't think it's safe, I don't like to use it. That's fair, but I mean like a phone charger. You know, I lose my phone chargers too often for them to get that way, frankly. <laughs> you always have a fresh charger around. I do. Like, I get a new one every six months, just about. That's how long they live. At six months, they die. They disappear. They run away. I've scared them away. <laughs> you're too in, you're too invested in their world. They have to dip. She's like she's an electrician. She's gonna figure it the fuck out. <laughs> There's a big secret that they think you're you're on to them. Um, is it that they keep changing the chargers to keep making more money? Cause <gasps> I know about it and I don't like it. Oh, you, you is your phone? Cause you have an Android phone, right? Yeah, but it's the new fancy one that you can plug it in. Like, there's not like a specific way to plug it in. You can put it. Top way in or bottom way in is the same way, and it's just more expensive. And they, my phone does not have a phone jack or a headphone jack. A headphone jack, and I gotta tell you, it's the fucking pits, because you can't have the adapter in and the charger in at the same time. See, if you have the charger but you have the headphones in, you're charging your phone but you're still listening to your music. This one, no go, bro. Only. The charger. Damn. It's a bitch. That's it, because I remember when Apple did that, and there was a huge backlash of it, of doing the lightning cable, and everybody hated it, and then kind of Android just slipped in there and did the same fucking thing. I I can't believe that. I can't believe that they decided to do that. I mean, for years and years and years, the best part about Androids is that they all have one charger. Yeah, that's... You're right. It was my number one favorite thing about having an Android. But here I am with this fancy projector phone with a fancy new charger. Fuck that. Because I have a new Android and mine doesn't have the charger and yours does. It's and the worst. I was, when you showed it to me, I was amazed because I, I couldn't believe that they that Android, after all that fucking backlash with Apple, their direct competitor, that they're going to do the same fucking thing. There, wasn't, there was no way that there was a single person that said, I can't fucking stand this goddamn headphone jack. It needs to fucking go. Who the fuck wrote into Android and said it needed to go? Who I, was encumbered by it? I <sighs> bet the person that made that up didn't even work there. They just showed up. Like one of those people that got fired and they just kept showing up and they couldn't get him to stop showing up. And he pitched the idea and it stuck. And they're like, Does that guy even work here? <laughs> they, just, they just adopted it so he'd go the fuck away. He was that annoying. <laughs> that has to be it. Because it's a bad idea. It's a, it's a horrible. I don't get why they did that. All right. Final question. Question number five. So far, you are still, you still got two right. So you're teetering on the edge here. If you get this one right, you don't have to take that additional shot. In the Marvel Universe of comics, there is a villain named Shocker. He was introduced in 1967. What, who is the superhero that he is associated with? Marvel Universe. Iron Man. I'm sorry, Morgan. It was not Iron Man. It was the Amazing Spider-Man. I had no idea, frankly. (laughs) Good guess. I just knew he was in the Avengers, and I know that the Avengers are Marvel. There you go. I almost almost fucked up and said Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But interestingly enough, Shocker was in the newest Amazing Spider-Man movie. Really? He was in Spider-Man Homecoming, but he had, I, I didn't actually see the movie, but I think he had like a smaller part. 
I'm going to get shit on and, and someone is going to email me and tell me, you know, let me know exactly how long he was in the movie now that I've said that. Uh, but interestingly enough, Shocker was made by, was created by Stan Lee. Aren't they all made by Stan Lee? Well, isn't he, that the point? Well, he made Spider-Man and he wrote on him. But, you know, since there was a point where Stan Lee didn't do the writing anymore and Spider-Man continued to go on, I imagine. Like, he didn't, he, he, he's not still writing for Spider-Man to this day, you know? Who writes the Spider-Man comics then? A lot of people. Does he just sell his ownership to these people to make this? Yeah, I think so. I think he just has the intellectual property, and that's where, where he made his money. Oh, all right. That, that is a good point. Why is Stan Lee famous? I guess it is just the intellectual property. He's like, he had the idea. He's but like, everybody else is building off of that idea. Oh, the amazing Spider-Man! <laughs> the Spider-Man seems kind of like obsolete in a place that isn't a city. To me. Which makes him a kind of lame superhero to me. Yeah, what's he do in the countryside? I mean, he like zips around. He's, he squirts his web at a hornstock, pulls himself forward, poof, 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 gets far and far along, boom, right into a tree. Right into the tree. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he would hopefully be able to avoid the tree. If he can avoid the skyscrapers, hopefully he can avoid a tree. I don't know. I feel like swinging from side to side in the air is a little different than maneuvering low to the ground. You can only swing yourself so much. When you're close to the ground, I feel like. Yeah, that's, that actually is a, is a good point. Plus, he'd probably stand out in the wilderness, being that his suit is red and blue. That doesn't appear <laughs> in nature. It, it's primarily green and browns. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, he'd be fucked. He'd be totally fucked. Or, what if it's snowing? Those webs aren't going to stick to shit. <sighs> Loopholes. I'm starting to think this is all bullshit. That's why Spider-Man ain't shit. Spider-Man ain't shit. You heard it here first. Spider-Man. Electricians hate Spider-Man. Well, let me get you this shot. I think you're actually the first guest that's actually had to drink, and and we have not. So, a first in maximum mediocrity history. But still, cheers. To failure. Oh. It gets it's rough, man. It took the first one like a champ, but that one like a bitch. Yeah, because you just now you just did two shots essentially back to back. So it's gonna make this interview a lot easier for me. Bring it on. <laughs> what are we drinking? This is Blue Moon Mango Wheat. Besides that, would you believe that I went into the store because you said you wanted it? Mm-hmm. And so I went into the liquor store and I, and I have it. this. I'm wearing this t-shirt of, of the Joker. The one from the second movie? Uh, the Dark Knight Joker. Heath <laughs> Le- I'm wearing a t-shirt that's Heath Ledger's Joker. And it's a really bold fucking shirt. And I, and I pick up just a six pack of Mango Blue Moon. And uh, I could just tell the second I was walking to the counter that they were going to card me immediately. <laughs> um, you know, you didn't even have to make eye contact with this man because your shirt's making eye contact with him already. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit much. It's a lot to wear out in public, honestly. Because this, this t-shirt is, the top half of it is just Heath Ledger's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a big forehead. He did, he did have a big forehead. So there's a question I want to ask you to get into you, your profession. So you are a female electrician, and you, uh, how old are you? I'm 23. You're 23. So that, that is definitely against the grain here on what people think when they think electrician. Uh, generally, you think of like an, a kind of a big sweaty guy, a <laughs> uh, big sweaty white guy, and he's got, he's just very dirty. And... I certainly work with a lot of those fellows. Do you? Yes. I work with people, men, white men, that range in age from 18 all the way up to like 52. Would you say that your workforce is generally, the people that you work around are primarily older than you or you're younger than you? Um, a great deal of them are older than me. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the average? Um, 42. 42? That makes sense because when I was looking up some statistics for this story to bring you on, uh, I found that uh, it seems like the median was around like 45 and like to like 50 was like the national average. That's when there was a huge surge of um, tradespeople. People didn't want to go to college, so they took the cheaper option of learning a trade. Like, I'm in absolutely no debt. Which is incredible to think that... I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're getting into this. Mm-hmm. Because what do you think the reason is of why there is this aging workforce among skilled tradespeople? Well, there's like this whole stigmata where if a younger person doesn't go to college, they aren't anything. They mean nothing to society. But I think that couldn't be anything farther from the truth. We are in dire need of people to be in the trades. I work with like probably a grand total of like five people that are younger than me. 
which is a lot of pressure because that means I need to know my shit because one day these people aren't going to be here and relatively soon in like maybe 10 years they're going to have to retire because you can't it's really hard on your body too because you're up and down on your knees lifting up heavy stuff you get hurt that makes sense um I used to work for my brother who was who's a contractor and uh, I think I was probably 16 or 17 at the time and we were working outside just doing like general contractor shit Mm -hmm. and it was like it was middle of summer 100 degrees outside exposed to the sun and I remember after that summer of helping him out I went fuck this ever again I'm getting a desk job or like I need to do something else because I knew because it is so physically taxing and if 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 that's just not what you expect or not what you want, then it's totally not for you because that's what you do every single day, I imagine. It's what I do every day. But I would, I think I'd go absolutely mad sitting at a desk every day looking at a computer screen. I need to be doing something with my hands. I need to be able to walk around and do whatever I want, but still have a task to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I like to sing and dance while I work. <laughs> that would be a, that's got to be a pretty interesting sight. Not only a not only that you don't fit the normal description of an electrician, but then you're breaking the mold even more by singing and dancing <laughs> during work hours. Everybody is singing, especially the drywallers. A lot of Feliz Navidad if you catch my drift. Oh. <laughs> Very festive group. I feel like at work, when the drywallers are going hard, it's just a whole lot of um, accordions and a lot of, like, Spanish polka music. But I feel like we should be having mojitos, dancing, we should be on a beach, Mm. sexy umbrella boys. I love (laughs) the Spanish music. The sexy umbrella boys make it. Uh Uh-huh. And there's tacos somewhere nearby. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and one question I want to ask you uh, is... Do you prefer female electrician or woman electrician if you if somebody has to categorize you? I'd say female just because I think it rolls off the tongue better. Okay, fair enough. Because I wasn't sure what to call you at first, so I'm glad to know that I'm, all, I'm off on the right foot. Um, I always find it funny when um, people get really, like, worried that when they say, well, thanks, guys, and girl. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know you were talking to me, too. It's not weird. Yeah, because they guys is encompassing. Yeah, yeah, they they they're afraid to play the pronoun game. People at work are surprisingly pretty scared of me because I have the power to like like all the sex scandals right now. I have the power to end their career like that. Mm. I say one wrong thing and they're kind of like fucking screwed. But I would never do that because I'm not a terrible person. Thank you for from all the male workforce out there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because that is a constant fear, even in, even like, even in my day job, is there is a constant fear that you're going to say something to a woman that they're going to take uh, they're going to take out of context or they're going to take offensively. Which I, I'm going to go. I think that nine times out of ten, a guy does not is not trying to be misogynistic or trying to be offensive. Uh, it's just there's a range of reasons why they may say it. You know, you're going to say something, it's going to catch their ear wrong, and and now you're now you fucking lost your job. I have a great example of that. So there, we work at hospitals a lot, my company, like at the Christiana sites in Delaware. And so we work around a lot of um, nurses and stuff. And one of the common phrases, if you're like shooting stuff into the ceiling or the floor about to make a really big loud sound, you say, fire in the hole. And one of the nurses heard one of the drywallers say, fire in the hole. And they, she thought that they had said, fire in your hole. And I was like, come on, lady. That's offensive. That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't make any sense. But now they're not allowed to say it. And now they just go back to speaking even more Spanish. (laughs) Making the gap even bigger. Right. So let's back up a little bit. So Mm -hmm. how, how did you know that you wanted to be an electrician? Can you bring us, let's bring us back to the start of, of why you wanted to be an electrician. What brought you into this field? Um, well, in high school, I went to a Votech school. So I learned about it for three years in high school, and I knew I didn't want to go to college because school is really boring to me. So I decided to learn a trade. So you just couldn't, you had trouble concentrating, or you just couldn't keep up with other people, or... I don't like to sit still. I have a hard time paying attention to things. Mm-hmm. So on a construction site, there's a lot of, um, something's always happening. There's a lot to, hand, there's a lot to like, take in. But I think that really helps me because mundane task I get really distracted and then I never do them 
Oh, I see. So that's kind of where it started off was that you, you knew that maybe college wasn't for you and you, you had to find something that was a little bit more engaging. Absolutely. At least physically engaging. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes it sense. It takes a lot of thought too. Like you have to think, you have to check all of the prints at once to find out where your things go. Not just the electrical print. You have to look at the architectural and the plumbing print and the HVAC print to make sure that you're not going to put your things in the way of other people's things. And everybody else's things take precedent over electrical things. Like if a light needs to go somewhere, but a, a piece of HVAC equipment needs to go there, the HVAC equipment is going to stay and the electrical equipment will move. Oh, okay. So you're, the, you're, you're the, one of the final processes in construction. We're there the last, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, but, and that puts you in an interesting position because now you have to wait for everything else to be done first and then you go in and then let's say maybe there's a problem with like HVAC or something else, then everything has to get ripped out and yours is the first shit to go. Absolutely. I The biggest thing I don't like about my job is that my job relies on a lot of people doing their job correctly and in a timely manner for me to do my job. Mm-hmm. Like... If a sink needs to go somewhere, but I need to put my receptacle right underneath the sink, the sink has to be there. The pipes for the sink have to be there before I put my box there because the plumbers will destroy my box. Uh, They'll rip it out. Say that one more time. Destroy my box. Thank you very much. I want to make sure I understood you clearly. (laughs) The new sound clip of 2018, ladies and gentlemen. Boots and cats and boots and cats. (laughs) So what made you choose electrical other rather than other trades like plumbing or uh, machinist or something like that? Um, well, I also went to the plumbing shop in high school, but I found out I don't like to put my hand in shit. That'll do it. I don't know why I didn't think of that. <laughs> you want to put your hands in shit? Become a plumber. Um, and then it was pretty, it was kind of a silly reason to pick it, but I liked the teacher that taught electrical. Uh, and the guy that taught HVAC, HVAC, was kind of a real douche. Really? Yeah. But they make electricians and HVAC people make the most money out of the construction trains, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say... Apart from, like, engineer and things like that. Of course. Besides them. The tradesmen. Mm-hmm. Although, you would think with all that money, they would all get together and email about these prints so we wouldn't have to fix all of their fuck-ups. You'd think they'd have it right this time. Right? I feel like they get paid the buku bucks. You can't send one email. Like, oh, my light's going to go there. Please do not put your HVAC duck right there. Gotcha. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. Technology is not advanced enough, apparently. <laughs> they can't They can't get it. Sounds like you're starting a turf war between the engineers and the electricians right now. Um, We all hate them. Oh, really? A little bit, in our hearts. Is there a lot of, um, now, being that all these trades people have to work together, do you find there's, like, a lot of, uh, like, different camps going on and there is just kind of silly banter back and forth or silly drama back and forth between them? Kind of, like, between, like, Air Force and Army and Marines and shit. Oh, yeah, man. All of us rag on each other all day. All that we do all day besides work is rag on each other. But it's all out of love, usually. Usually? Usually. (laughs) Sometimes we mean it. Nice. Well, I do want to take this uh, just a quick moment while we take a pause here. Now, I do just want to remind everybody that if you are enjoying the interview and you'd like to hear more, you can go to MaximumMediocrity.com and you can hear every single episode. You can also figure out where else we are hosted, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and many more. And you can check us on Facebook and we're even on Instagram too. Is your apartment uh, hotter than the sun? Yes. Okay. I have to turn off the AC. I know you said that, but I just wanted to hear you say that you're also hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm very hot. Okay. Good. For me, it's all the time. I'm a very warm man. Hot, one might say. Hot, one might say. <laughs> Every time somebody says that they're hot, I always go, should I leave? And <laughs> once or twice I got a laugh out of it. And because of those first two laughs, I have now done it every single fucking time. And I'm never going to stop. I have a joke that's just for me that I say at work. Um... You couldn't say this at an office job. I really like it when somebody asks me, oh, so hey, where'd your foreman go? And I look them dead in the eye and I say, I killed him with my own bare hands. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's laughed. It's just for me. I like it. Sometimes jokes for you can be very funny. And then <laughs> but it, it does play a thin line, don't you think? Where some, where those jokes that are good for you 
and nobody else are fine, but then there's that, there's the toe of the line where it's fucking annoying to everybody else. I always think of the most prime example is if you work in, if you're a cashier, you are sick and tired of someone saying, oh, it doesn't have a price tag. Well, then it must be free. Everyone is sick of that. I, I, I never even was a cashier. I did work at a department store, but I was never a cashier. And even I hate it when people say that because I know they just groan internally every time. Hey, look, I hate to tell you this, but I'm totally that person. <laughs> I have, like, this awkward thing with cashiers where I never know what to say to them. So any time that I can use a cliche line to make a smile happen, I use it. They just humor me. They're like, ha-ha, of course. Just kidding. It's $50. <laughs> just kidding. Price check, please. <laughs> no, that makes sense. I think that with cashiers and any job that's, like, very... I don't know. I don't know what to call that type of style of job where it's just a very high turnover and just dealing with a lot of people... I think they're just so checked out that they don't give a shit if there's silence. Like they are, they are, they've been doing the same process over and over and over again. And they're just trying to make it through the day. So I always just go, hello. If they don't say anything back to me, I go, okay, you just do what you're doing. And you just, I'm, you're just going to ask me questions. I'm going to answer very directly and very easily. I want to make this trend. I'm instead of talking more, I try to listen more to them. Because that way, I can just we can just both move the fuck on with our day. Because they don't give a shit. They have seen it all. They don't give a fuck what's in your cart. They don't care what they're they're checking out. Does anybody really care at work when you ask them how are you doing? Nobody I, does. I was gonna say because I ask everybody on my job how are they doing, and they could say terrible, and I would be like that's cool, and I'd leave. <laughs> totally get it. It took me a few years to figure that out because my boss would come in and go, hey, how you doing? And I would actually tell her. Uh, and it would it would spark a five-minute conversation every time. And she's just trying to go down the line and say hi to everybody. And I, I never picked up on it until way too late. That's how it usually goes. I, I want to I talk to you about kind of more obvious things in your trade, uh, being that you're a female. And do you find that it is a very misogynistic workplace? Um, Sometimes, yes. Sometimes? Mm-hmm. But not all the time. I feel like people don't voice what they want to say. I'm sure a lot of people have opinions about me being there, mm -hmm. but quite frankly, I don't care and they don't ever say. Because, like I said, I could end their job like that. And they know that. They know that. So I have like this kind of, there's like a kind of balance here. Mm -hmm. It gives me the balance that I need to go along with my work day. But there are those people that are misogynistic and think that I'm nothing because I have boobs. And because I can't lift the heavy stuff that the men can. But it's important to me that I go in every day and prove that I'm just as important, just as worthy of being there as they are. I have just as much knowledge as they do. And, you know, they can never take that away from me, Dave. That's a good point. That's powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. I, think that's, I think that's important. Would you, um, let's say that there is a young woman who is listening to the show. Yeah, right. But let's just <laughs> say... Would you have any advice for them if they're thinking about getting into uh, a skilled trade like this? Just do it, man. Do you think there's right reasons and wrong reasons to get into this? Well, if you don't like college, I think this is a great op a great option. I can't say there's a bad reason to get into it. I couldn't think of one. I, I guess I think of... Never for a boy. Don't get involved because you like boys. That would be ridiculous. The job site becomes a crazy, um, hostile place if you show like interest in the men on the job so you kind of can't do that so that's a that's a big piece of advice because you're the opposite sex there's a lot of opportunity there or there, there could potentially be a lot of opportunity because it is a male dominant workplace and you being a woman have more opportunity to get involved with a coworker. so you're saying just don't even fucking do it don't touch them cut it they're gross gross Duck. thank you bill bear <laughs> i think it's really important to be vocal about things that bother you at work, though. Because a lot of things, at times, women like to, like, they just kind of brush it off when people make you uncomfortable. But if you do that at work, at where I work, then they'll keep doing it like it's all right. So you have to be pretty vocal about saying things aren't all right. That makes sense. Because you say things, you try to push that boundary because you're kind of testing it. And if they, if, you know, even just in life. You, know, you test those boundaries with people to see how far you can go. And if, if they don't give you feedback, you, you think it's okay. You think that's fine. That's exactly right. You have to, like, being in a workplace with all men is all about boundaries. Mm -hmm. 
you have to let them know what the boundaries are. Although they'll never know. And they'll keep doing the weird shit. <laughs> like telling your form and that you're gorgeous. Weird, right? A little, little weird? A little weird. Mm-hmm. What would, what would you accept as a, I guess this gets a little HR heavy, but what would, what's an acceptable type of compliment? If um, As long as it isn't like a vulgar comment. Like if somebody tells me I smell nice, I say thank you. Smell nice is good. Maybe don't compliment my appearance at work. Okay. Like you have really pretty eyes. I'd be like, um, I know. I made them myself. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. So it sounds like you're, you're, you have a, you have to have a, lo- a backlog of like pretty witty comments to kind of hit back at them at any time. Um, it takes a long time, but I'm finally gotten on my feet of the the back and forth, the banter between the men. And I gotta tell you, life has been a lot better since I've gotten better at this. So the banter is very important. It's very important. It's my favorite part, frankly. It has a sense of like community. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's an informal workplace, so you can kind of get away with. You, you can already get away with a little bit more than you could, like said, like a, at a bank or in an office. Uh, it, things are a lot more loose already. So uh, that banter kind of back and forth is a good way to kind of communicate with people. And it really keeps the job site light. If it's quiet at the job, time goes by slow. And the only time that you can't have that banter is if the, uh, the customer is around, which is obvious. Then it's utter silence except for the general contractor. Mm-hmm. He has the conversation with the, uh, with the um, customers. And foremans have the important conversations with the inspectors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, what point do you think that are, – are you afraid that uh, that whenever you're complaining about something that – especially if it is a selectively woman issue, mm-hmm. that uh, that you're getting special privilege because of it? That is a good question. I did ask not too long ago, not because I'm pregnant, but I asked about um, what would happen if I became pregnant. What would the – what would happen? Because, you know, I can't really – you're not supposed to be on ladders, obviously, as a pregnant woman. Um, and it sounds like I would have a lot of special privileges. Like I would have to stay home a lot. They would have to pay me from home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, was it? It's maternity leave. Maternity leave. Okay, I always get confused between maternity and paternity. Uh, isn't the other one for men? Yeah, and I never know which one's which. M for mom. Oh, there you go. Now I know. P for penis. Ah, uh, P for penis. Mm-hmm. Is that how you remembered? No, I just <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> That's perfect. M for mom, P for penis. A pipe. <laughs> Well, that's that's good. Look, and people are now. You can say you learned something today, audience. Now you know the difference between maternity and paternity leave. M for mom, P for penis. <laughs> Which really, at the end of the day, isn't that all we really are? Is a penis? I don't know. I think I'm a vagina if I'm anything. Hey, hey, hey! I don't need the sass out of you, okay? Look, I'm tough. I take a beating I'm like a pussy. <laughs> I can tell that maybe this, uh, I can tell this workplace has probably uh, rubbed off on you a little bit. A little bit. Um, maybe not everybody's cup of tea, but you know, I'm fucking funny. I guess you have to accept that, again, I'm not saying it's right, but I guess you, you do just have to accept that because it is a male-dominant workplace, that you're going to have to bend a little bit. You're, you're, you do have to kind of enter their world a little bit, and you have to be able to kind of play with the big boys. You have to be able, you have to have a thick skin, is what we call it. Okay. Like, you have to leave your feelings at home. You can't get upset at work. Just because if you get upset about one thing, it ruins your whole day. You can't even, like, if you fuck up here, then you can't continue with your day most of the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is interesting also because, like, my day job, I actually work in a place that is primarily female dominant. And so, for me, it's more of a place of, I have to kind of, I have to play with the big girls. For me? And... So I have to be very, I am always very cautious about what I say because I'm perceiving, I'm just perceiving the world maybe a little bit differently. I'm coming from my own personal perspective. So I have to say, okay, every time I say something, especially if it's off the cuff or if it's a little loose, I think, okay, can this be taken out of context to the point where I go to fucking HR? Well, I also, I'm really into comedy. So I believe in anything for the sake of comedy. Just about. Within reason. Nothing about fucking animals. That's where I draw the line. (laughs) Fucking animals is never funny. Gross. Gross! (laughs) There was this one time at work. And this guy was telling a story about him fucking a goat. And I want to know, did he really fuck that goat? (laughs) (laughs) He leaves you wondering. Because, I mean, he could say yes, but I want to know. You got to know, really. 
He's not a go- he's not one of us. He's a goat fucker. <laughs> we were okay with women on the workforce, but we draw the line at goat fucker. <laughs> I feel like that. That's a safe line. Yep. That's how society's going. Goat fuckers out. Women in, goat fuckers out. It's, <laughs> <laughs> should have happened a long time ago. We're not saying they're equal. 2018. So uh, I am curious, what do you um, what do you think of this new wave of feminism? I think it's absolute garbage. Do they ever say anything to you once they realize you're an electrician? Good for you. Mm. And I just feel like you can do it too. <laughs> just get your hands dirty if you applied yourself if you were okay with getting dirt on your fingernails and just being in the nitty-gritty you can do it too it's not it's really not that hard i mean you have to be okay with being kind of sweaty and all that but frankly to me that is not a really big deal because showers make you clean there's a fix for everything there really is there's a first second and third wave and i respect the second and the first wave of feminism. I recognize that we needed both of those waves, but I don't think we need to be involved in this third wave feminism any longer. We have the same exact rights as men. We do. There's not this pay gap. When we look at the pay gap, we're looking at the kind of jobs that women have. And statistically, women have lower paying jobs than men. So, obviously, it's going to look like we make a lot less than men. In all reality, we make the same amount as a man that has the same exact job. I think so. I'm not I make more I make more than some of my male coworkers. Ooh, shit. Yeah. Morgan Miller breaking the statistics I'm day a high one. commodity baby. Right, you are all over the board. First year, uh, you know, the female in a, in a predominantly uh, male workplace and you, and also in the trades much younger than the than the average person in a trades job and you're getting paid more than some of your male coworkers. What the fuck don't you do? Um, anal. <laughs> that was a lie, but it was pretty funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> so can you, um, so what are the differences between the first, second, and third wave of feminism? Just, just in general, just for people that don't know. Um, I did a lot of research on this a little while ago, but don't quote me on it. I think the we, first- What you're saying is down with cis. Yes. Hashtag the future is female. Hashtag go fuck yourself. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense, does it? The future is female. The future is us. Yes. Okay? I don't think that women should be... The pussy should not be on a pedestal. Stop putting the pussy on the pedestal. Everybody knows that. We're on the same pedestal. We're all on the same one. Yeah. We're on the same level. Get rid of the pedestal. It, stop putting the pussy on a pedestal. Right? There's, we could put something there. And it needs to be up to OSHA standards. <laughs> well, because the minimum fee for an OSHA violation is 5000 thousand dollars and what is an osha violation uh if you're not following a safety um code and somebody from osha sees you you're fined five thousand dollars and so is your company holy shit what you are personally fined personally fined what the fuck like if you're on a job site and you're required to wear a hard hat but you're not wearing it and that osha inspector saw you not wearing your hard hat five thousand dollars five thousand dollars right five thousand dollars fuck that minimum and i mean that's just for that i mean God forbid you do anything really bad and they see you. That made me even more. Oh, it gets outrageous. My God, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Now you were Speaking of hard hats, you said that there's not just one standard hard hat. There's like different types of hard hats, right? You can get kind of festive with them. <laughs> festive and fun. So there's this one man on this job that I'm on currently, and his name is Fabio. And he wears a hard hat that's in the shape of a cowboy hat. They make those? Uh, Yes. I gotta tell you, he looks absolutely ridiculous, and I make fun of him every time I see him. I have never seen a cowboy hard hat. It's beautiful. I might need to use that as the promo image for this episode. <laughs> I don't know how much they cost, but we'll have to Google it. I'll have to Google it. <laughs> that might be worth the business expense of just having this. Maybe we can rent one. Maybe Can we borrow it from one day? Not while he's working, because he'll get fined. Fabio. Can I please see your hard hat? <laughs> I need to borrow that for a day. We gotta take some pictures. <laughs> He's an engineer and I'm not allowed to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you really want to? No, because I would just ask about the hard hat. The that's it. That, that's the only thing. Is there any other types of hard hats you've seen? Or just the just the um, cowboy They're hat? all kind of the same. I mean, you can buy them with special designs like the American flag. But everybody at my company wears 
a gray hard hat. We're all uniform. We can find each other in, on the job site based off the color of our hard hat. And so you all wear the same color of hard hat just for kind of for safety and just for consistency. Yes. It makes everything a lot easier, frankly. Oh, that's good. Because all the guys kind of look the same. Uh, so sorry, I kind of interrupted you. So first, second, and third wave feminism. So can you just... Let me look it up, actually. I was going to say. We're taking it to the board. Oh, good. Because I'm kind of curious myself. Hey, it's 420. Okay, this is from the website MirandaYardley.com. Who knows? I've never heard of this website. What is the difference between first, second, and third wave in a nutshell, question mark, thanks, X. <laughs> thanks. Uh, I'm sure this is peer-reviewed. <laughs> the first wave feminism came about because white women were being denied the right to vote in the West, and the English-speaking world suffrages advocated for the right the right of women to be seen as persons, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, under the law, um, they were looking for the right, uh, okay, the right to vote. Uh, the right of women to hold gainful employment, so the right to be in the workforce, and mm -hmm. the, uh, the right of women to seek uh, at... I'm going to fuck up this one. Arbitration. The right of women to seek arbitration in the event of the marriage's disillusion. So what does uh, that mean? Uh, I, I guess the right to be, to be able to get divorced. Ah. First wave feminism also arguably encompasses prohibition, which was originally yes. fought for uh, fought for not because feminists are buzzkill. Fun sucks, but <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this article just got awesome. <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on. Let me start over. Let me start over. First wave feminism also arguably encompasses prohibition, which was originally fought for not because feminists are buzzkill. Fun sucks, but because men were. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're going uh fun sucks but because men were going out to the pubs and bars getting shit faced coming home and beating slash raping their wives who because mar marital rape wasn't even wasn't even seen as a crime the spousal assault wasn't even conceived of their uh were struck in abusive marriages with no way of escaping jesus fucking christ hot i don't know about you but i have never thought when i get fucking drunk you know i want to go home and beat and rape my wife <laughs> i i feel like that has nothing to do with the alcohol maybe a little bit i mean i'm sure it brings out the alcohol definitely has the potential to bring out the worst in people but let's not totally pin down uh, and rape your wife let's let's leave <laughs> let's not <laughs> if you can avoid it try uh, is it just me, or have you never even considered spouses raping each other? Never. As a thing? I Yeah, I guess, mm, I, I'm sure I have thought about it before, but definitely not on the day-to-day. -day. Only in a hot way? Only, <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> exactly, like, it's not something I think about a lot where I go, because you think that if you're married with, to somebody, that that's just how things... You... They'll just let it happen, or they'll be like, nah, bitch, later, I got a headache. Or there might even be a chance that they might actually be interested in having sex with you. Dun, dun, dun. So that's first wave. First wave was pretty intense. Hopefully things lighten up with the second wave. Uh, the second wave came about in the 60s and 70s during the social revolution of the post-war years. Women had worked all through the war, etc., etc., etc. The first wave had bullet points. I'm not sure why. Uh, this, okay, suddenly the second wave started uh, agitating for constant concrete rights, like the right to a no-fault divorce, so kind of adding on what we were talking about before, the right to access female reproductive health, probably health benefits for reproductive organs and shit. You know, that birth control, bitch. Uh, yeah, birth control, things like that. Uh, the right to abortion and the right to safe contraceptives. Okay, so, I mean, that also, very important. All super important stuff. We need both of those things. Yeah, they, they just, they want to be, they want to be treated like men. They want the same rights as men do. So far, we're doing great. It's beautiful. Um, it's when we get onto this third wave where people will start putting the pussy on a pedestal and that women are better than men somehow. But we all come out the same kind of place, also known as a pussy or vagina. All right, here's the third wave. The third wave capitalizing on the legal and social progress of the previous century of the first wave and the second wave uh, now turned its eyes to equality, quote-unquote equality. Also known as cherry-picking. Also known as cherry-picking. Uh, women were still being systematically barred from positions of power in the corporate and political spheres, so third wave attempts to address that. And that's, that seems to be the, the biggest thing. Okay, so I think, because I agree, I think third wave feminism, I'm sure, once again, I'm going to get fuck tons of emails for this shit, but um, 
uh, definitely third wave feminism, at least now in 2018, does seem to be a lot of cherry picking. I think that third wave feminism would probably do a lot better in places like Iraq, people, uh, places where women are actually oppressed. Right. They actually need third, first and second wave still. They still need that. They're still <laughs> waiting. They're still working on that, which is, I mean, it needs to happen fucking way, way sooner, but that's a whole shit fuck I don't think we can get into. But here in America, I don't think that we need those kinds of things. We already have the rights. We are as equal as we need to be, I feel. I mean, it's always good to work in progress. Like, it's always good to hold that boundary. And, and, Again, and it's all about be, uh, boundaries. Mm-hmm. People need to be more vocal about things they want. True, true. I think the I think what, what really turns me off to, to third wave feminism, because I, I love the idea of everybody being equal. I'm always trying to fight for that. Um, you know, no matter what, I think everybody should be given the equal chance and opportunity, no matter, you know, regardless of the situations of their birth. When they start, I think when, when of, of course, this is totally isolated. This isn't the, the, the whole gambit, but definitely the, seems to be the most vocal and the most talked about forms of feminism is when they say that they want to be greater than men, is when they want to suppress male whatever. And I think that destroys the whole fucking point. I think women should be aspiring to be greater than men, but not in a way that oppresses men. I like that. That's good. I think if women really want to be equal, sign up for the draft. Yeah, they don't say shit about that, do they? No, they don't have to go in. Then. Right. Yo, when I was 18 years old and they said, you need to sign up for the draft, and like, it was, it's actually a form you have to fill out when you turn 18. Really? Yeah, Is it like mailed to you? Uh, I think, no, I think actually I had to go to the DMV and get the form, which makes it even worse is when they're like, you need to go to the DMV and sign up for the draft. And you're like, that's fucking terrifying. Uh, that that's something that you don't want to put on your calendar too quickly just <laughs> you don't feel inclined to put it on immediately but if you don't do it within a certain amount of time like you can actually get in trouble for it jail i believe so oh yeah like it's like a serious like you're fucked and women don't have to do that men no, do i have no I, I didn't have any idea that i that men had to go to the dmv to get their forms yeah it might be different now i'm sure you can like probably sign up online but really Maybe. it's a pretty simple form it's just you give like your you know your first last name and your address and it's so that they can come find your ass if mm-hmm. they need to and say listen you got to go but luckily there are a lot of fucking volunteers that are willing to fight uh before me which is good because i don't think i'd be very fucking helpful in the army yeah, I don't think I would be either. I mean, I'd give it my best shot because, you know, America, but otherwise, probably pretty shitty. Nice. So on a little lighter note, you said that you like comedy and you like, um, you know, you have to have a pretty good comedic sense in the workforce. Uh-huh. Um, what are your favorite comedians? I absolutely love Bill Burr. I think he's the funniest guy. Oh, Billy Red Nuts. <laughs> oh, Billy Bag of Donuts. Do you, do you listen to his podcast? All the time, almost religiously. Bill is very funny. And uh, what's his wife's name? Mia. The lovely Nia. I love Bill Burr. I think he's, he's super fucking funny. He has a great podcast. Come into my house and say my wife's name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell is also very funny. <laughs> Will Ferrell has a podcast? No, that's just the movie reference. Oh, oh, I see. The other guys. Oh, the, oh my God. It's such a funny movie. <laughs> Who Do was his wife? Pop. Oh God, I don't remember her name. What the actress's name is. Oh, um, it's like, um, it's like a mixture of Cynthia and Christine. It's Christineth. Christine? That's the actress's name? No, that's the, the role's name. Eva Mendez plays Will Ferrell's wife. And I think Oh that, my God, that woman is gorgeous. God, she's so hot. She's got a little mole, a little beauty mark mole. Right. Hot. I, I do too. Nobody ever talks about my, my beauty mark mole. I got one right on the, on the bottom, bottom, uh. That's just called a mole. That's a mole. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not devastatingly attractive, it's just a mole. Right? Yeah, really, it doesn't. The mole doesn't make you more or less attractive. It's just if you're really hot. You're still hot. You just got a mole. Yeah, that's the only way you get a beauty mark. There was a really funny comic that I, uh, a really funny, like, comic strip that I saw. And it was two two women. They were looking at this, this big ass, hot ass, bald guy. And they were like, they're like, man, bald guys are hot. And then they, they look around and they see like like a balding guy, like a fat <laughs> balding guy. And they, they both look at each other and they go, never mind. Hot guys are hot. Hot guys are hot. Yep. But just so you know, me and you have matching beauty marks. Do we? We have, they're on opposite sides. I didn't know. Oh yeah, you do have a little one there. Look at that. And we, we have, have opposite sides. 
I never noticed that. I did. Mine is fucking super noticeable, though. I have, like, a tr- like big-ass mole. I have, like, a really large freckle, frankly. That's, That's what a- it looks like. <laughs> I remember when I was in high school and we had our we had our high school pictures taken and ye, and back <laughs> he edited it out didn't they I edited it out because <laughs> I had a fuck ton of acne as a kid and uh my and so we opted in for the I guess they they touch up your face take a lot of your acne away which is a beautiful thing that they offer I mean a little bit of Photoshop goes a long way and plus that way you're not reminded that when you were in high school you were a fucking pizza face. By the way, your face is healing up very nicely right now. I think it is. I, I've really been getting on it. Um, men, if you have acne, do not be ashamed to Google your symptoms because it you can be a very, very simple solution away to like getting uh, like to clearing up your face. For me, I I have I learned that I have oily skin. At least my face is oily, so I literally just wash it out. Like I just took, I just take water twice a day in the morning when you take a shower. And then in the evening, like when I get out of, you know, when I get home, you just, you just wash it out with water, no soap, no nothing. And that has been clearing the fuck up. Can you believe that? Yes. I think it is a beauty mark. I'm calling it because I think beauty is just confidence. That's true. Like I I have yet to meet somebody who was attractive and super self-conscious. Maybe that's just what I'm into though. Not even one person. I was trying to think, I was like... Oh, maybe this one guy. No, he was confident, but that's because he knew he was hot. But no, even if you're like, like, like not attractive or people that maybe you're like, eh, you're kind of on the, you're kind of on that line. You're like, I'm not really sure if I'm into that person can easily go over into the totally fuckable zone if they have an ounce of confidence. Yeah. If they're really funny, that's like a real bonus. And it's just about owning it. Really? Not everybody's going to be attractive. Sometimes you wake up and you're like, fuck, I'm ugly. That happens. Holy shit, I woke up ugly again. God damn it. It's This is a consecutive streak for the last 25 years. When is it going to change? It's not going to change. You got to do shit. You have to just kind of own it and say, do I want to stick with this or do I want to improve upon it? Because the more you own what you look like and, and how you are, it, you, it makes life, first of all, a whole fucking lot easier. Because you're not in your head as much. And frankly, much funner. Much more fun. You know what you look like. Go out there. Have also, some fun. Also, when you're not attractive, now you know that the way you're being treated is honest. <laughs> That's true, David. <laughs> oh. If you're too attractive, everybody's really fucking nice to you. You never know if you're actually a dickhead or not. Yeah, people at my job are nice to me. I'm what you call a desert queen. <laughs> What's that called? What's a, de- a desert queen? That's what I call it. I'm the only woman for miles and miles, and people are kind to me, I think, out of just that. <laughs> I love it. Well, to close things out here at the podcast. I'm um, hot. That's not That's not what that's about. We'll let the people decide, I think. <laughs> so the way we close out every single podcast is we do a word association game. I'm so ready. Normally we have like three or more people here, but because it's just you and me, it's going to be a little bit different. But, you know, play along the best you can. The, for the people at home that this is their first episode listening in on, the way the game works is I'm going to say a word, and then Morgan is going to think of a word off the top of her head related to my word. And then we're going to start a chain because then she's going to say the word, and then I'm going to have to think of a word based off of her word. And we're just going to keep going until one of us either can't think of a new word or we, we repeat a word. Yeah. Morgan, are you ready? Ready. Okay, I'll let you... I'll let you uh, have the first word because you know you're a woman. Beer. Alcohol. Brown. Clear. Green. Red. Purple. Red. Damn it! <laughs> ah shit. Okay, we'll do one more round and I get to start. Okay. Funnel. Cake. Pastry. Cupcakes. Okay, I'll give it to you. I can't think of anything. <laughs> you got me. Two Cupcakes for two. are pastries. Morgan Miller, the, the champion of the word association game. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for listening to the Maximum Mediocrity podcast. And I hope you all have a great fucking evening. Stay woke. No animals were harmed in the making of this show. Have a great evening. Give it about. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
listening to the Geekscape Network. 